book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. Many years ago, some friends talked to me into bungee jumping. That was one of the more foolish things I've ever done in my lifetime. But I remember standing at the top of that platform and hearing those those fateful words, it's your turn. I remember scooting out to the end of that platform and looking down and thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever done in your life. And it was a little fearful, to be honest with you. But once I took that first step, now granted, it's a big step. It's the kind you're not coming back from. Once I took the first step, uh, it was exhilarating. It was thrilling. There was quite an adventure in it. Uh, It was my turn. And once I took my turn, I experienced all of the, the thrill and excitement of it. When we come to Acts chapter number 8, we come today to a man that is taking his turn. We all have our turn, you see. Now, this man is not nearly as famous as the Apostle Paul, but he was mightily used. His name is Philip. Perhaps you remember his name because he was in the original list of the deacons that we were introduced to in the first section of the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8 and verse number 4, the Bible says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And I love verse number 8, And there was great joy in that city. Would you like to see great joy in your city? Great joy is connected to Jesus. That's where you get the joy. It's through Jesus Christ. Well, if you want great joy in your city, then somebody has to take Christ to that city. Uh, Someone has to be responsible to say, by the grace of God and for the glory of God, I'm going to get the gospel to these people. One of the things I love here about Philip is that Philip was one of the people that was scattered in this persecution. So basically, the whole reason he ends up leaving where he is in Jerusalem and getting down to Samaria was because of difficulty. But instead of complaining, he sees God in it. And he allows God to use him right where he is. I want to say to you today, dear listener, that wherever God puts you, wherever God has you right now, you are there by divine appointment. God has for some reason permitted it. And instead of complaining, instead of finding the negative in it, would you try to see God in your circumstances? See, in the scattering, God was gathering. He was scattering his disciples everywhere. He was scattering the gospel message to the four corners of the earth. But in that scattering, he was also gathering souls to himself. He was calling out a people. He was building his church, and he still is. 
So in our scattering, maybe it's geographical, maybe it's circumstantial, and you think, man, nothing's going like I planned. Nothing's working out like I'd hoped. It may not be going like you planned, but is there a divine plan in it? Is God up to something? Is the Lord putting you where you are for a reason? Why are you on that school campus? Why are you living in that neighborhood? Why did God relocate you to that town? Why did God give you that job? You say, well, there are many reasons. Let's see the first cause. Let's see the great cause behind it all. What is God doing in and through his people? Now, we're coming very shortly to the, to the life of Paul. But I want you to see that before there was a Paul, there was a Philip. In this interlude, when Stephen's voice has been silenced, God raises up another voice. Philip's voice is not nearly as prominent as Paul's. Perhaps he's not even as famous as Stephen was. But I want you to know God used him right where he was. And God wants to use you right where you are. It's your turn. And on this side of it, maybe it's a little fearful and you think, I can't speak, I can't do this, I can't make a difference. But I want you to know if you'll take one step for the Lord, one step of obedience, one step of faith, begin a conversation, just step out of your comfort zone just a little bit, you will find that God meets you on the other side. And maybe many other people will come to meet the Lord Jesus because of it. It will become the greatest thrill and joy of your life. I told someone the other day, several years ago, when God led us to take a step of faith into evangelistic work, it was, it was frightening. It really was frightening. I wish I could tell you it was all of faith, uh, but there was a measure of fear in it, and yet God met us and has met us along the way, and we've met so many wonderful people along the way. We've seen God at work. I feel like I'm just holding on for dear life now. It's, it is the, the, the greatest ride I've ever been on. The adventure continues, you see. And so perhaps God will send you to some Samaria. Perhaps you're there right now. And notice very carefully that he's in Samaria. You remember anyone else that went out of their way to go to Samaria? In a very real way, Philip is following in the steps of the Lord Jesus. You remember back in the gospel according to John, we're told in John chapter 4 that he must needs go through Samaria. Jesus went out of his way to go to the place where there was a woman who would come to a well in the middle of the day desperately needed her sins forgiven. Do you remember when that woman got saved, when she found uh, that living water, she left her pot, ran back into the city and said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Uh, There was great joy in that city that day as well. In fact, John 4 records for us that many believed on Christ because of the testimony of the woman and then because they heard the words of Jesus themselves. So there had already been some spiritual work there, a foundation laid And I have to wonder if this is not just phase two. This is the next advancement of what God is doing in Samaria. See, it's not our work. It's God's work. We're a part of something bigger than ourselves, and we don't start it. God starts it. We just get in on it. So find your place and do your part today. You may be surprised that in your Samaria, the Lord's already been stirring hearts. The Lord has already been paving the way, getting people ready for what he wants to do. He is following in Jesus' steps, and more specifically, he is following Jesus' command. What was Jesus' command? Jerusalem, Judea, and then Samaria, and then the uttermost part of the earth. Don't stay in Jerusalem, and don't try to jump to the uttermost part of the earth and jump over Samaria. Who is Samaria? The Samaritans were the neglected people. The Samaritans were the despised people. 
this idea of target evangelism, that I'm just going to find a particular group and that's it. Uh, friend, our God is a God who loves all people, and Christ died for every man. And our commission is to preach the gospel to every creature. You can't give the gospel to the wrong person. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be saved, but everybody needs to hear the gospel. And so wherever you are, whatever your Samaria is, whoever the Lord has placed in your path, would you pray today, Lord, help me do what I can right where I am. Help me speak a word for Christ. Look, just do what Philip did. Just preach Christ to them. Just preach Christ. And through the preaching of Christ, salvation will come to hearts and great joy will come to that place. Friend, I want to tell you, it's your turn. We may never have this this opportunity again exactly like it is today. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your divine appointment. Pray right now, God, help me be alert and ready today. And Lord, use me to be a Philip in Samaria preaching Christ to them. It's my turn. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey. Thank you.